Hi there, and thank you for tuning in to the following message provided by Renewed Church. We pray that this message will be a blessing and encouragement for you. For more information about our church, please visit www.renew.miami. How are we doing, Renewed Church? All right, you guys stink. Nah, just kidding. That was good. That was good. Hey, welcome to Football Sunday. My name is Pastor Mikey, and like Trevor said, due to copyright reasons, we can't say the name of the actual event, but you know what we're talking about? It's the, the Booper Soul. You know what I'm talking about? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we're celebrating the Booper Soul, okay? So uh, before we get into the message, man, let's, I, I know we've been praying. We've been shouting a lot. That's what we do here. But uh, man, just pray with me, please, quickly. God, we, we thank you for this day. We thank you to just be able to gather here and, 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 and hear a word and worship God. We pray that you would speak, pray that you would uh, just help us distract, uh, or help us block out all distractions, God, in this service. Help us to focus and see what it is that you would have for us, God. Challenge us, encourage us. God, bless us from this word, please, and help me, God, to deliver it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, cool. So, yeah, today is the big game, right? And if I'm honest with you, as a kid, I actually, I grew up dreaming about playing in this big game. As, as a kid, I, I, I played football. I was kind of an athlete and stuff like that. And as most of you may know, I'm, I'm the youth pastor here at Renew Church. And my kids hardly ever laugh at any of my jokes <laughs> until I tell them that I used to be an athlete. <laughs> they find that hilarious. I have no idea. I have no idea why. But to prove the haters wrong, Check out this guy. I got proof. No, I can't wait till my daughter Maddie gets older. I'm going to totally be like the Al Bundy dad. Like, she's going to be like, Dad, okay, we get it. You rocked in high school football. Get a life, too. But, um, but man, the big game, it's more than just football. Like, even people who aren't fans of football, they, they get excited for this. And, and, and why is that? Well, it's the food, right? People cook some pretty good food on, on this day. I almost said it just casually. On, on a Booper Bowl... Pooper Soul Sunday. It's the food, it's the halftime show, right? And theology. What? No, it's not theology. It's commercials, right? It's the commercials. We get excited for the commercials. And so what we're doing today is we are going to take Super Bowl commercials and we're going to try to find God's truth in them. So just hope and pray that this isn't a total train wreck, okay? But we do believe, we do believe that you can find God's truth in just about anything. So, so that's the feat, that's the goal. We're going to check out Super Bowl commercials, and we're going to preach some theology from that. Let's get into our first one. I call it the wheel. Yeah, I don't think so. This is a miss. Russell James is behold a fork. I got ten forks right here, baby! <laughs> A toilet? We're not animals. We go outside like humans. Hancock. 
No king! The people shall have the right to vote. Even the stupid ones? Yes! Edison, can I be honest with you? It stinks. Nobody's going to the moon, ever! Why not? It's far, it's too far, it's far! So, Mirai wa, portable music desu. Bakaka! Denigir! Katani ga ite mo yerozo! Katani! Like I was saying, it's FTX. It's a safe and easy way to get into crypto. Yeah, I don't think so. And I'm never wrong about this stuff. Never. The levels of humor and irony in this commercial. Just to give you some, some, some idea, this commercial debuted last year at last year's big game and it was promoting FTX, the cryptocurrency company. And it was promoting itself as a can't-miss opportunity. Sure-fired, it is the future. Does anybody know what happened to FTX? Gone! Palagaye, fuera! Bank rough! To be exactly, they lost $51 billion. Yeah, and the Miami Heat Arena. What a shame. 51 billion. FTX, they were frauds. But if you look last year, they're talking about, listen, this is as good as the wheel. This thing is as sure as the invention of the toilet, the light bulb. Like, this thing is legit. You can't miss. Yeah, you kind of can, because they're gone. They fooled so many people. They're in a bunch of lawsuits, and a bunch of people have lost money because they, they bought in. They were like, yeah, no, this is legit. We were, we were naive. We were flattered by their, by their, their production and, and smooth talk, and they looked like they knew what they were talking about, and they had a, a good, smooth presentation, and they're gone. All of that money, all of that hope is literally gone. And to see the arrogance of these guys a year ago saying like, Bro, you can't miss. This is the next thing. Don't be like Larry David. Turns out Larry David was right. But I think the problem here with FTX is that many of us, most of us, clearly, $51 billion gone in a day, we didn't practice discernment. Now, discernment is just a churchy word that means the ability to judge right. When it came to FTX, we didn't use, we didn't have the ability to judge right and cut through all the noise, all the fancy stuff, all the smooth talking, and we were caught up in, in their fraudulence. So here's something. Just because something sounds good, looks good, and feels good, and don't mean it's good. Let me say that again. Just because something sounds good, looks good, and feels good, don't mean it's good. We needed discernment with FTX. We needed to be able to, to, to judge rightly whether this thing was legit or not, whether this thing was good or bad. And the Bible speaks of discernment. So let's get into our first passage, Romans 16, verse 17. It says this, I appeal to you, brothers, to watch out for those who cause divisions and create obstacles contrary to the doctrine that you have been taught. Avoid them, for such persons do not serve our Lord Christ, but their own appetites. And by smooth talk and flattery, they deceive the hearts of the naive. 
for your obedience is known to all so that I rejoice over you, but I want you to be wise as to what is good and innocent as to what is evil. That'll preach. So just to give some background, the Apostle Paul is writing this letter to the, the church in Rome, and they were having some issues. Paul needed to kind of like come in here like a dad and kind of sort some things out. This church was split. It was basically the Jews versus the Gentiles. And what was happening was these people were allowing people to come into their church and have influence over them that was getting them away from the main things. So like in other words, the Jews are saying, no, 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 you have to live like this and you need to do these things and this thing and that and the other. And the Gentiles are saying, no, you don't. We don't have to do that. No, no, no. And they were fighting over these things that weren't gospel issues. They weren't heaven or hell issues. But they were treating them as such, and this church was a mess. It was chaos. They allowed these, 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 these smooth talkers, these good, pre good presenters, to allow them to think that those secondary issues were primary issues, and this church was in trouble. They weren't being discerning to realize what the most important thing is when it comes to church, when it comes to Christianity. So they were lost, they were split, they were fighting over stupid things, and Paul has to come in here and encourage them and correct them and get them back to focusing on what the main thing is so that they can discern and say what is good and what is evil. To paint this picture for you a little bit, my, my little brother, he's getting at the age where he's starting to like work out and stuff, and so he, um, he asked me for, for fitness advice, and I was both flattered and concerned. I don't know if he has the dedication to get in shape like this. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, seriously, I don't know why he asked me. But he, he, he's young, right? He's, he's trying to figure this thing out. And, and there's, this, there's these, you know, fitness gurus on, on TikTok and social media and all that kind of stuff. And you can see him trying to figure this stuff out. Like one day, he's cutting, right? He's like, you know, I'm cutting. I'm trying to get lean. And then the next day, he's like, no, I'm actually bulking. I'm in a bulking season right now. And then the next day, it's like, I'm katoking. You know what I mean? It's like, I'm cutting and I'm bulking at the same time. I saw it on TikTok. Like, I'm like, Ugh. I'm doing intermittent fasting, you know? And then the next day, no, actually, I'm doing outer minute fasting. It's actually, outer minute, like, what, are you, what are you talking about? Bro, get off of TikTok. You know what I mean? Like, what are you, what are you doing, right? The thing is, like, these influences, they're, they're convincing, right? They're smooth talking. They sound good. They've got a, a good presentation. People agree. People say, yeah. But we've got to discern, right? We've got to be able to cut through that and see what is good and what is not. But we do this. We do this with the news. We do this with Facebook. We do this with politics, emerging worldviews. And here's the thing. I'm an equal opportunity offender. I'm talking about the left and the right. I want all the smoke, okay? It's got real quiet in here. <laughs> Relax, guys. It's church, okay? But we listen to people who seem legit, they sound good, but they're selling stuff that's anti-gospel. We all see this. It's fraudulent. They're selling something that's fraudulent. They're, we're putting our hope in something that's going to rip us off like FTX. And then what happens is, us Christians, we get wrapped up in all of that secondary stuff. We make it the main thing. And then we look silly. And the gospel and the mission of the church, it takes a back seat and we're not being effective because we're caught up in all that other stuff. So there's some of us that people look at and they think that we're an ambassador for a politician or a, or, or a political party 
and they don't ever think that we're actually an ambassador for Christ. And that's a problem. Because those two things are not synonymous. Some of us, if we believe something that Jesus doesn't, then who are we following? The world or Jesus? Again, those two things are not synonymous. And so if we want to do this thing, if we're going to be Christians, if we're going to be the church, then we have to be discerning. We have to be able to judge right on what's important and what's not important. We have to be wise. We have to know the difference between good and evil, even when it looks good, even when it sounds good, even when it's speaking to our own biases. But how do we do this? How do we become discerning? Check out this next commercial. Hi. Hi. I was marooned on an island for five years with this package. And I swore that I would deliver it to you because I work for FedEx. That's very admirable. Thank you. Hey, well, by the way, what's in the package? Huh, nothing really. Just a satellite phone, GPS locator, fishing rod, water purifier, and some seeds. Just silly stuff. Thank you again. You keep up the good work. So this guy, you know, it's like a, it's a ripoff of like the movie Castaway. This guy's on this deserted island. He had this box that had everything he needed to thrive and navigate his surroundings, and the freaking guy didn't open it. Literally, everything he needed was right there to make his situation easier, to make it make sense. Which reminds me of 2 Timothy 3.16. Man, let's get into it. All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. So how are we going to become discerning people? How are we going to be able to judge rightly? The scriptures, the word of God, the Bible. We have the means to gain insight, discernment, wisdom, solutions. And like this guy, we don't open it. It's there. The solutions, the insight, the discernment, the ability to judge rightly is in the word of God. And we're just like, nah. We're stranded on an island and we have what we need and we don't open it. Are you guys with me? Come on. So with my brother, I'm like, dude, get off of TikTok. Right? Like, go to the source. Go to somebody who knows. Somebody who can guide you personally so that you don't have to fall for these frauds. And so that you can actually get what you need and be effective, get results, and figure this thing out so that you can judge rightly what is good and what is bad. And we do the same thing with the Bible. We get info and advice and insight from so many other sources, so many other areas other than the Word of God. We go to podcasts and we watch YouTube preachers and social media and conferences. And listen, there's nothing wrong with those things in and of themselves. 
But what we're doing, like, listen, I have a YouTube channel. Like, I'm not subscribed, by the way. Um, <laughs> there's nothing wrong with those things in and of themselves. But if that's the guide, like, if that's our main thing for discernment, then we're in huge trouble. Because what those things are, those are supplements. Those are not meals, right? You can't live off of protein shakes and vitamins. Those things help you, but if your meal is chicken breast and vegetables and, and all the nutrients and, 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 the, and the stuff that you need to sustain you, then the supplements are okay. But if we're just relying on supplements, podcast, YouTube preacher, this and that conference, that we're just relying on that and we're disregarding our meal, which is the word of God, us getting into it, being people of it, then we're not going to grow, we're not going to be able to discern, and we're not going to grow up in the faith. You hear me? We need to be people of the Bible if we're going to be able to discern. Like, even when we preach or you hear another preacher or whatever, bro, look up those verses. Make sure that we're saying what's right. Like, don't just take what I'm saying and just, oh, yeah, that's what it is. No, no, no. Test me. Challenge me. Do your work and see, like, yeah, no, this is right. This is legit. Oh, yeah, no, look at the context here. Like, get into the word don't take it from somebody else do it yourself build up your discernment so that you're not easily deceived and keep the main thing the main thing but why 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 do we need to become discerning people why do we need to do this like who cares check out this commercial Grown men ride scooters. Everyone's texting dirty pics. Baby's named after produce. Hi, Kale. Robo calls up in the mix. The world is out of sorts. We need to fix it quicker. We're gonna fix the world by feeding it Snickers. So we're feeding the world with Snickers? Yep. Will it work? Mm. Milk keeps getting reinvented. Autocorrect is so demented. Politics just makes us sick. Ew, yeah. The surveillance state's got brand new tricks. No, we don't. Seriously. We're not spying. The world is out of sorts. So messed up. We need to fix it quicker. We're gonna fix the world by feeding it Snickers. We're digging a huge hole. It's a huge hole. Dropping it right in. The Snickers hole is working. (laughs) (laughs) Who names their baby Kale? What's wrong with us? Oh, man, so why? Why do we need to be discerning? Why do we need to be people of the Bible? Why do we need to to be able to know what's good and what's evil and, and, and grow into maturity? Why do we need to do this? Because the world is messed up, man. We are messed up. And here's the thing. Jesus died for this messed up world. He died for us messed up people. And he wants to save this messed up world. Like, that's his thing, Like he's really like that's like his skill set. He saves 
lost, messed up people. That's literally like what he's about. Like that's his MO. That's what Jesus does. And so why would we want to be discerning people who are in the word and growing in wisdom? Because the world needs Jesus. And the more that we become like him and think like him and spend time with him, the more effective we can be in introducing this messed up world to Jesus. Does this make sense? Are you following me? We have to want what Jesus wants. That's kind of like how this Christianity thing works out. And Jesus wants sinners to be saved. Period. Period. We should want the same exact thing. But we can't help, we can't be discerning, judging right from wrong, if we're not people who are keeping the main thing the main thing. Like, we can't help if we find every opportunity to, to, to dispute or fight about something that's not the main thing. Let's get into Matthew 5. It says, you are the salt of the earth. But if salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. We are salt, not salty. We are salt a good flavor, not arrogant, not annoying, not naive, but flavorful, mature, kind, patient, loving. We are light. We're light in a dark world. And not for our own sake, not so that we can be like, hey guys, look at me, look how bright and awesome I am. No. It's so that we can help others who don't have the light be able to see the light and come to the light. But we have this tendency and we have this ability to hide that light, to put it under a, a basket. And we do this when we take our focus off of the main thing. Let me tell you about my politics, brother. Hey, let me tell you about this thing. Let me give you my opinion on this. I disagree with you. Great, you're probably fun at parties, bro. Your light is off. Your light is off. And what this is talking about, this saltiness, this light, is somebody that even when we disagree with others, because here's the thing, don't get me twisted. We stand on the word of God and on the truth of Jesus Christ. However, we got to be salty. We got to be flavorful. We have to be a blessing to this world so that when we come across people that we don't agree with on anything, let's say it's politics, I can still love on that person and disagree with them with grace. When there's somebody that I don't disagree with about a worldview, I don't have to make them feel like they're stupid or insignificant, but I can actually love on them and be graceful to that person. Wow, what a good flavor that is. 
when people see us and, 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 and they see the way that they see our convictions, but they see that we interact and we're not judgmental and we're not harsh and we're not these billboards for politicians and we're not just these, these people that are so into the things of this world, but we're actually people who prioritize the kingdom of God. What a flavor to the world that is. Because even if you disagree with me, you have to be like, man, these people are freaking awesome. Like, they're so cool. They're so nice. They're so loving. Yeah, we disagree, but you know what? There's a flavor about them. There's this light about them that is just, it's there. But guys, when we focus on this other stuff, we hide the light. And we're not effective. And the gospel isn't pushed forward. And people don't see a good reason to be a Christian because if they're just like me and they're just as, as focused about this other stuff, then this Jesus thing can't be real. You hear what I'm saying? We need to pursue Christ-likeness. We need to reflect on him, and we need to reflect him to the world so that they may see our good works. That's what this verse These are Jesus' words. He says, so that they may see our good works and give glory to God. And I know some people, oh, it's not about works. It's not about works. Yes, bro, it's not, but works matter. Like, works is evidence. You hear what I'm saying? Like, it's not have the baby, let's have the adult conversation. Okay, works is evidence, right? When it's, when it's four in the morning and my baby's crying, I don't have to get out of bed and do that work of feeding her a bottle, but I do it because I, I love her and I want what's best for her and I want to I prioritize her needs. You understand what I'm saying? That's evidence that I love my daughter. If we're following Jesus, there should be evidence that we love Jesus. You hear what I'm saying? Let's not have this, it's not about my works. Bro, congratulations, we know that. But works are important. They're evidence. They're a witness to the world around you. This isn't about you. This is about those who need to see God working in the world. Stop taking the focus on you. you, you are you following me? And, 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 and hear me. I love you guys. I love every single one of you. And this, I'm preaching to myself. I'm with you. I'm struggling. I need to do a better job of this. But we need to have the conversation as a family. You hear what I'm saying? And this is not about compromising. I want to make that very clear. We stand on the word of God. But we are going to live and treat others in such a way that we are going to bring a flavor to this world, man. When we disagree, we don't treat people like trash, but they're like, man, that was, was better than I thought. And this is what salt looks like. Let's go to Galatians 5. But the fruit of the Spirit, in other words, the evidence of the Spirit of God living inside of you is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Come on. That's the salt. That's what light looks like. That's how we reflect Christ to a messed up world. You may have noticed that there's a Snickers on your seat. Take it, you can eat it, you can throw it away. Don't give it to me because I will die. I have a peanut allergy. Yeah. What a way to go, right? <laughs> See you suckers in heaven. No. Um, <laughs> but let that be a reminder that the world doesn't need a Snickers. 
The world needs Jesus. That's the solution. That's the thing that can make things right. The world needs Jesus. And so I, I guess the challenge for us this morning is to be real. It's to be honest. It's to be vulnerable with ourselves and ask ourselves, and if you can, put up the Galatians passage up there. Thank you. Do we look like this? Like, let's just be real. Like, do, do our lives look like that? It's not about doing it perfectly all the time, but do we have evidence of this in our life? And if not, again, be honest with yourself. Again, I'm preaching to myself as well. Then why not? Why don't why isn't this an, why isn't this evident in our lives? Have we been deceived? Have we been naive? Have we taken our eyes off of the main thing and focused on this peripheral stuff? Are we known for Jesus or are we known for for something else? Are we taking our focus off the gospel? Because here's what I believe about the gospel. Obviously, non-believers need to hear the gospel, right? Obviously. But believers need to be constantly reminded of it. Because we cannot forget who we are and how this whole thing starts. Because if I, the believer, am constantly reminded and thinking about, dude, I do not deserve God's grace. I, I'm a sinner against God. And I don't deserve his mercy, but he's given it to me anyways. That should wreck you. That should humble you. There's no way that you can be arrogant when you're thinking about that. That's like that being that little kid in the corner moment, like, I'm sorry, Dad. Like, I'm sorry, Dad. You're not going to be talking bold. You're not going to be, be making problems. You're just like, Dad, I'm so sorry. You're going to fall in line. God, God, I'm so sorry. But thank you so much. Thank you for saving me in spite of my mess, in spite of my sin. Wow. What a humbling thing to meditate on. But we forget this. And we act crazy. And we act like we got all the answers and we're, and we're this and that. And hey, we do got some answers for sure. But our demeanor, our attitude, it reflects like, 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 like we don't have any sin. You hearing what I'm saying? We need to be reminded of where we are in this whole thing. Sinners who needed saving and were saved in spite of our sin. What an amazing thing. What an amazing thing to meditate on daily. So when we're interacting with people and, and we're, we're out here doing our thing, and we know who we are, and we know what others need. You hear what I'm saying? Like when I wasn't saved, I didn't need somebody making me feel like I was stupid. I just didn't. I didn't need somebody telling me that I was wrong about everything in my life. Even if I was. What I needed was somebody to be humble enough to love on me, to minister to me. And then maybe have some tough conversations, but you earned that through being salty, man, by being a light, by being loving, all of these things that we're talking about. You earned the right to do that when we choose to do that first. You understand what I'm saying? I'm not saying we don't ever talk about truth. We don't ever correct people. I'm not saying that. 
but there's a way that we need to go about this. There's an attitude that we need to have so that when the world sees us, they see something different and they see something that they want. You understand what I'm saying? But here's the thing, none of this makes any sense if you haven't first decided to even become a Christian, to, to follow Jesus. None of this is going to make sense, but that's, that's the first step. And if you're hearing this, and, and you're like, man, I've never really considered this. I've never really seen Jesus and, and Christianity in this light. And, and you're going, man, no, I, dude, I, I need that grace. Like, Mikey, I, I need that forgiveness that you're talking about. I need this this, this, this evidence of, of the Spirit of God in my life. I need more peace. I need more joy. I need, I need that, Mikey. I know that I'm messed up. That's the beginning, guys. That's the beginning of the gospel. God, I am messed up, man. But we forget that. We forget that. God, I am messed up. You are right. I am wrong. And if you're there right now, man, today can be the day that you give everything to Jesus. Today can be the day where you become a Christian, where you're welcomed into the family of God and you have the living God living inside of you, guiding you and changing you and restoring you and forgiving you. So with all heads bowed and eyes closed, if this is you, if you're saying, Mikey, yes, man, I want this. I know I messed up and I need this forgiveness. I, I need Jesus in my life, man. If this is you, with all heads bowed and eyes closed, would you boldly just... Raise your hand just so I can acknowledge you. Just so I can see you. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Anyone else? Are you willing to say, God, I'm yours 100%. Just lift your hand. Amen. Praise God. I see you. Amen. I see you. So just pray this prayer with me, and we can all pray it out loud. And guys, it's not the words that save you. It's the heart behind it. It's the decision that you're making inside. But pray with me, guys, together. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for sending your son Jesus to die for my sin. I know that I'm a sinner and I need saving. Come into my life. Forgive me. Make me brand new. I welcome the Holy Spirit into my life. Help me to follow you. Help me to trust you all the days of my life. Help me to stay committed and connected to your church. In Jesus' name, amen. Can we give it up for those who made decisions this morning? Man, thank you guys. Um, so much, man. Let's let's take this, man. Let's not just have this be a, a, a good thing that we heard on Sunday, but let's be people of the word, man. Let's let's be discerning. How do we do that? By getting into the word. And why do we do that? Because the world needs saving. Thank you, guys. I love you.
Praise God. Amen. You may be seated this morning for just a moment. If you made a decision today on the front of this worship guide is a little QR code. You can scan that code and let us know you made a decision. We'd love to connect with you and, and be able to help you take some next steps in your walk with God. You can also stop by the, the uh, next steps table. It's right around the corner on your way out this morning. It's just kind of a, a place where you can get a Bible and you can get connected and, and ask some questions, take some next steps. Maybe it's a small group or something like that. We want you to do that. Um, the other thing that, that you can do is uh, you can invite some people. You have some worship, uh, some worship cards. You have some, some invite cards on your chairs. Every other chair, we put some of these, a little stack of these. So invite somebody to uh, Renew Church. Next weekend would be a great weekend to invite them. We've got something uh, special coming up. Uh, so maybe it's in the store. Maybe it's in, uh, in, in uh, your neighborhood. Maybe it's a co-worker. Invite somebody to join you at Renew Church. Check out this video of what's coming up next week. Let's watch this together. Before you do, after you did, okay? Before you say I do, for some of you that may not be married yet, but maybe after you did, for those of you that are married, we're doing a relationship series, and I want you to join us, invite somebody else. Maybe it's a significant other. Invite them to come for this series that I'm teaching on starting next Sunday. It'll be, a, 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 I think, a, a valuable series for you and for your uh, for someone else in your life. Um, also, man, can we give it up for my friend Mikey? Man, great job, Mikey. Good word. I got this sermon down. I mean, the outline is, is perfect. All I have to remember is FTX, Castaway, and Snickers. And I know exactly where he went with that. Good word. I don't remember the Bible verses as much, but I do know that uh, you need a Snickers sometimes. But seriously, very, very good. And, uh, and let's give our production team a round of applause for what is going on on stage. What's happening in the parking lot, you don't want to miss on your way out. Grab a, a, a hot dog, have some snacks, have some fun at the tailgate on your way out. And if you're a guest today and you didn't think about it, maybe you already were planning on it, but if you weren't planning on it, right after the service, we also have what we call Growth Track. Second Sunday of the month is Growth Track, and it's an opportunity for you to learn a little bit more about our mission, our vision, and our values. It's, it just answers the questions. What is Renew Church? Who is it? What are their affiliations? What are they all about? It's a great time for you to connect and to meet some people. So that's right across the, the, the in the building next door. It's the connections room right next door. And even if you weren't planning on coming, be a part of that. I've got a guest, my friend Lazara, that's going to join me. She's on the Renew crew, and I just want her to uh, tell a little bit of, of uh, why she's on the Renew crew and why she serves at Renew Church. She serves as... Um, part of our hospitality team. She makes our coffee at Renew Church. So, Lazarus, give us just a little bit, like, so so. how do you get here? What time do you leave in the morning? Tell, tell somebody in the room um, uh, a little bit about who you are and what you do for Renew Church. Well, I, I wake up at 3.30 every morning to take buses to come down to Renew due to that I'm, I'm in Homestead. Um, I love to come in the morning. I have that time with the Lord on my way walking. It takes me more than half an hour. Um, the reason why that I like um, that I'm serving here is because the Lord has filled my heart with joy and peace and he has filled me to not with just me receiving or me just taking in and sitting down but to do something for the 
for the glory of God of the kingdom. And I, I feel joy. I feel happy. I feel that the love of God overpasses everything in me. And just knowing that I got not just to come to church on Sunday, that I get to come to church, but I get to serve the Lord. And it brings me joy to see a lot of different faces and I, the Hope Center guys and to see them um, receive the coffee and receive snacks. It just fills my heart with so much joy. It's, I mean, I just love the Lord with all my heart and soul and mind. And it just fills me. It fills me up even more with the love of God than knowing that I'm doing something for the Lord and get to do this here and renew. Amen. Wow. So, if you feel, ever feel inconvenienced and you, you know, drive a car or you live within a few miles of here or whatever the case may be, I want you to remember Lazarus, especially on a rainy day. Sometimes Lazarus calls uh, my wife because my wife oversees that department and so she calls my wife on a Sunday morning and she's, when she's calling, she's like, um, my wife's like, Lazarus, it's okay. It's okay. We got it. We'll take care of it. And she's like, no, Misty, you don't understand. You don't understand. I want to serve. I want to be there. I want to do this. I just, there's no way I can get there because of the rain. And I got to walk 30 minutes to the bus stop before I get on the one hour bus ride. And uh, man, let's give Lazarus one more round of applause. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We love you. Yeah, you can sit We, uh, we, if, if you want to be a part of that Renew crew, that's the way to do it. That's the onboarding process. Go to uh, Growth Track this morning um, and uh, connect with them. It's about a one-hour class, 45 minutes to one hour, and it'll be a great opportunity for that. All right, so let's receive this morning's uh, tithes and offerings before we dismiss. There's three ways to do that. There's the envelope right there in the seat back in front of you. There's giving online through our website, renew.miami forward slash giving. Or you can text the word GIVE to 786 565 1165. You can even set up recurring giving that way. And we thank you for your faithfulness in giving to renew. Let's pray together over this offering. God in heaven, we thank you so much uh, that you care and that you know and you love us, God. Thank you for uh, what you've said and spoken to many lives and even people that made a decision to follow you today in this service. God, right here and right now, we worship you and we thank you for that. We worship you right now with the giving of your tithes and our offerings. We ask that you use them for the building of your kingdom, that you would multiply them in ways that, that would, would expand the kingdom here in our community and even around the world as we take what's given to us and we even help do global evangelism. Help us, I pray, to be your light and your salt to a, a, a dark and, and a, a flavorless world. It's in Jesus' name we pray. And all of God's people said, amen. God bless you. Go in his peace. See you next week.